Yes, my name is Taya Herrera. Um, I own Vintage Love EBQ, which is a thrifted, kind of a thrifted uh, blog mm-hmm. slash Instagram feed locally. Yes, you do, and um, it's a it's a blog, uh, and you also but you also sell stuff on a, another Instagram. I do. I have two other accounts, mm-hmm. one named Allo, mm-hmm. and that is for furniture, mid-century, vintage, oh, cool. vintage furniture, yeah. um, and kind of housewares and stuff like that. Um, and then I have another one called Brindle, and that's for clothing. Oh, okay. So yeah. you've, you've separated the two. I have. Um, <laughs> and actually, it's funny because I never had a website, and we talked about that last time. <laughs> and then I have a new friend that designs websites cool. or is starting to learn and did a rad website for me. So... It's in the works, it's coming. which is great. So both okay. of those things will be merged on the website, but currently they're separate on Instagram. Okay. And just, there's just going to be two different links, I'm sure, within that same website and people are going to be able to get there. Yeah. It's one website, a drop down menu with the different items. And so it's all a cohesive thing mm-hmm. and it kind of mm-hmm. avoids, I have, you know, four Instagram pages <laughs> right now, <laughs> one for thrifted, one for furniture, one for clothing, because there's no way to marry that clothing and the furniture. They, they're very different aesthetics. Yeah. And yeah. then my personal, which <clears throat> is locked down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I post my kids on there. So no, nobody can go over there. Oh no, for sure. It's, you know, what's funny is, uh, uh there's, I, I felt like for a while there, every time I, I fired up my Instagram account, there was a new suggestion for a friend and it was like, I'm like, is one of them not active? What's going on? This girl is hard to pin down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very, I guess it's funny because it started with vintage and Mm -hmm. that was just the thrifted thing. Right. And I was selling furniture on the side, just on Craigslist and people started asking if I had a shop. So I opened up Aloe. So I started an Instagram for Aloe and that was there for about a year. Mm -hmm. And then I started like, okay, you know, I'll I'll go ahead and I'll do clothing too because I'm out there and I'm finding stuff. So I started absorbing clothing and then started the separate page for clothing. But um, prior to all of this, I was really not a social media user. It's just actually been very beneficial for me to, to you know, support my family. So which is really great. Um, you so you've been on. I was looking at the um, you were on about a year and a half ago on the podcast, and then that was episode twenty two for me. So this is episode episode seventy one. 22 is my favorite number and Get for no here, good really? reason. Yeah, for no good reason. So that makes me kind of happy. Oh, I feel like that's a really good happenstance. How did, how did you not know that before? That's really funny. I that probably th- saw it and just was like, Bleh. Yeah, it was it's episode different. 22. That's an, yeah, that is very interesting. Why, can, can you elaborate on that? Is it just... I want to say, this is a funny thing where my family just, we're not superstitious, but it <laughs> seems like every time growing up, we'd look at the clock, it was 11, 11. And okay. for whatever reason, I feel like that might kind of tie into... 22 for sure yeah um and my birthday is july 11th and i don't know i just feel Uh like there's a double is this a thing for me i just love the number 22 i can't explain it it's a good it's a good thing drawn to it yeah (laughs) stand by it good (laughs) um capricorn Uh, i mean not a capricorn a cancer yes cancer sorry capricorn's the other one you got a lot of feelings (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh i do i feel Uh, i feel pretty deep for for just about everything yeah you're um so yeah like i like i you know i tend to go back and listen to the previous episodes and i realized a couple of things more than anything not to like do follow-up questions and stuff like that but i re- i realized that you're um you're such a good person Aww. you really are like it's you truly are like a good human being and it's i and uh, i just knowing you I, in however small of a way it's a, I, I feel like it's made me a better person. So I appreciate you. 
Just know that. Dang. Well, I will <laughs> say I'm a human and I have flaws. Oh, and sure, I, you sure. know, I'm, I, but that means a lot to me. And also, yeah. you've been a huge encouragement to me because I'll mm. get occasionally I'll get those little random, hey, hope you have a good day. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you're appreciated today. And some of those messages came on some of my hardest days recently. So, mm. and it was just that random <laughs> thought that meant so much because mm-hmm. it's not like we, we converse regularly. So no. it's just like that random thought that I kind of came into your brain and you shot me a text and it was like, it was very timely. So it goes both ways. Thanks. Um, it's, it, it kind of, it came to mind just now that, uh, you know, uh, we're talking a little bit about superstition because we were p- placing your bag on the ground and I was like <laughs> telling you this crazy superstition <laughs> and I'll tell the, the listeners about putting your, your, your bag on the ground or your wallet or anything. Be- if the, the devil's going to lick it and you're going to have bad luck with money, which is crazy. <laughs> I've heard it's Hungarian. It's also, um, believed in Mexico so it's you know it's I don't know if it's true at all but I think there's there's some stuff you know you have these beliefs you have these rituals and I think people kind of have these things that um make them that they use to try to make them better right mm-hmm. for like um the self-help books stuff like that that I do I always I always look for the opportunity to grow and learn yeah um whether it's through my meditation through learning through sitting in like the bad stuff Mm-hmm. Um, without coping, you know, whether that's, you know, drinking. That's or, huge. Yeah. Yeah. So sit, sitting yep. in those feelings. And yep. that's that's a very difficult thing to do. Not a lot of people do that. And then there's not as much growth. Mm-hmm. Life isn't meant to be cushy and comfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it can be. Mm-hmm. It can be cushy and comfortable. But the seasons of hardship and I think those are the times that really, if you don't try to escape it and you sit in it, you're you're pondering it's deep it's uncomfortable and that's where you you find your growth Mm -hmm. and that honesty like someone said to me recently that when we try to cover the truth we when we try to cover our truth Mm -hmm. we choose not to expose it whatever it might be yeah we're really we're really ditching a friend because the truth is our friend Mm -hmm. the truth is what allows us to say this is the honest place that i'm in and i can work from here this is and it might not be an easy place to be in Mm -hmm. but sitting in that is very good and then i'm i'm a self-help book person too but not not like cheesy self-help like kind of Uh i do like deep stuff i like relational stuff i like to read about relationships you know stuff like that yeah um so I tend to gravitate toward those as well, but it's like wisdom between knowing, okay, I'm going to sit in this uncomfortable feeling mm-hmm. and I'm going to feel this and I'm going to cry tonight. And yeah, then yeah. tomorrow I'm going to read that self-help book and not uh-huh. always trying to dig myself out of it. But there's like a line, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's weird. So sometimes, I, and I don't know, it's been coming in waves and I don't know why, right? Yesterday I had this, this kind of um, heavier feeling. And then at one point, I, I had taken the bikes, my kids' bikes, and it wasn't related to that at all. I had been feeling kind of heavy emotionally. Mm-hmm. And again, no, I had no clue why uh, throughout the day. And I took their bikes over to them because they, um, their their mom had, a, you know, kind of older bikes for them and they wanted the ones that they had here. So I'm like, whatever, I'll sure. take them over. It's not a big deal. We get along well. It's not, it's not a problem. Good. But I'm leaving there and all of a sudden, you know, I hear this song. And it's a beautiful song and I'm just listening just on Discovery, this, this Discovery playlist on Spotify. And it just, for some reason, I just break out crying. Hmm. Right. And it was such a weird thing. And it's, um, you know, I'm in long term recovery. I don't drink. Right. So I don't drink and I don't do any of that stuff. 
Um, and I and I love it. I love being who I am today because I I, I feel like I am a better person than what I used to be because I, I do sit, choose to sit in all of these emotions. Yeah. Um, there's some there's there's a beauty in being able to sit in there. Mm-hmm. And just again, maybe it's just the bleeding heart and <laughs> and just being super romantic about just you know all of this stuff. Um, but being able to just let it out, mm-hmm. just let it be. And then get through it. Like I'm on the other side of it, and it was maybe it wasn't very long. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a drive from maybe about I-25 in Coors to Montagne in Coors, and then I was you know I, I start crossing the river and the fresh breeze from the and the cool you know it's cooler down by the water, so I'm crossing the river and it gets cooler and just I'm okay. And I realized that I'm um, you know that I'm very grateful for the fact that I I, I welcome this stuff now. Good. Where I used to run from it before. I'm, I'm willing to grow. I'm willing to be a better person and and maybe be better for other people, you know. Mm-hmm. And kind of long story short, the reason I, I, I bring all, all of this up is because you mentioned that it was in those on those weird kind of difficult days that I would send you messages. And uh, I... You know, I don't fancy myself any like a psychic or anything like that. You know, a lot of that stuff is, I think you called it before, very hippy dippy, <laughs> <laughs> which is I don't think it sounds a, like a term I would use. I don't <laughs> think it's a bad word, um, and I think it's a good thing. And you know, again, labeling things is very, um, it's oversimplifi- uh, it oversimplifies things, and it really reduces things to, to something that you know that you can't because everything's super complicated and multi-layered and intersectional. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have this, you know, uh, throughout my life, I've always had this, this kind of, I get weird, weird people come to mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I just kind of, I feel strange and I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I feel like I should text them. I'm like, should I text them? Should I not? I mean, obviously it would happen before there was text as well. I've had dreams about people and they're panicking and they're not having a good time or there's something going on. Right. Yeah. Um, you're in the past, maybe a year, you're probably one of, you're probably the only one. Right. There was a close friend that I had that happen with um, and I reached out and they were OK. But um, it's it's strange. It just comes to me. And then I send you the text and then you respond and I'm like, that's super, that's super weird. I don't know, you know, I don't believe in necessarily creationism. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a spiritual person uh, and I like being that way, right? I don't, I, I don't, you know, refuse to see the beauty of the forest because of the ugliness of one of its trees. Right. Right. And because of that, I've been so open and I've been able to kind of um, build better relationships and friendships with people. And, you know, however that goes, it's one, it's, it's, you know, I, as, le- as much as I would like to take credit for like being there, something was telling me to reach out to you. And, you know, it's, I don't maybe know. Maybe you listened to it and it takes, I mean, I think yeah. that takes kind of courage to, to say, you know, and it's not like we're best friends, like we know each Mm-mm. other, but mm-hmm. we're acquaintances and, mm-hmm. I think it takes courage to say, all right, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. And yeah. for no other reason, except that I feel like you're on my mind. Yeah. And to be like obedient to that is, is a really powerful thing. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening to that. <laughs> I appreciate it. For sure. So, I mean, I think, you know, you've, you seem to be very well-rounded. Um, maybe this is kind of what you tell us and project to us. You seem to be very kind of, 
you're able, you have the ability to kind of sit there and process things. And you have this willingness and um, to learn and to sit through emotion and to um, see the beauty in the world. And you're kind of this light of hope in a very kind of difficult time, right? I, I feel like the, maybe you are that way for a lot of people. And I see that through your posts and I see that through your just overwhelming positivity. Um, is there, I mean, what, I mean, you, you've mentioned before that you've experienced a lot of difficult stuff earlier on in life. Yeah. Um, and you know, not to, what, what after that, what practice, what did you, was there a conscious decision for yourself to just be like, you know what, I'm going to be positive. And was there steps that you took to maybe become this person that you are today? So I feel like I've always been pretty optimistic Mm-hmm. Like I've always kind of been hopeful yeah. and I've always been felt encouraged by people. I grew up in a really loving home. Mm-hmm. My parents are very forgiving and gentle and mm-hmm. um, I just, I grew up with a lot of optimism. Yeah. Um, I w- will start by saying that I'm not optimistic all the time because that's not a realistic thing. Yeah. Um, I think I share some posts where I'm like, I'm a mess today. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a mess and I'm going to allow myself to be a mess sure. and that's all right. And, um, I still want to be fair to those around me, uh, when possible. And when I'm not, I want to say it wasn't fair and this is how I can correct that. Um, but I think, uh, I really do think that pain, um, if we let it, I think if we can, my little tattoo here says lumen, right? Mm-hmm. So lumen is the measure of light. So to me, mm-hmm. It's a reminder of the, my focus to recognize that I can use pain to close in yeah. and I can use pain to lash out and, um, and I can become bitter, uh, but that's not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's a real, it's, I mean, there's opportunities all the time to become bitter and to be angry at people around you. Um, I also think that we look at people uh we judge them by their covers maybe Mm -hmm. their immediate behaviors and we see well this person's a jerk okay (laughs) they're not nice to me they're not they're not nice to that person whatever and we're judging them by that but i know that everybody has a story so if they're not nice to me why what did they experience in their life some people are mean just because they're mean Mm -hmm. all right there Mm -hmm. are legit sociopaths out there (laughs) but a lot of people are mean because they have pain Mm -hmm. and so where was that why mm-hmm. are they lashing out? Why are they, why are they defensive? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of grace to be had. There's a lot of grace to be had. I'm better at showing it for others than I am myself. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to learn a little bit better. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm very explicit in saying I have days where I'm a mess and I'm, um, I'm frustrated and I'm like, where, where is the clearing through all these trees? And I'm not sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I trust that one day at a time it's going to come. Yeah. Um, I'm just... I, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy for having so much <laughs> optimism, but I have days where I'm not super optimistic. I just, sure. I do think that um, I've been through some things I talked about. I had an abusive relationship mm-hmm. um, in my past that that has brought me um, a tremendous amount of PTSD. Mm-hmm. There are some really things that I've had to, I've had to work through and I've had to recognize that um, insecurities, vulnerabilities, um, things that people have told me mm. are, they can weigh on me or I can choose to remind myself of my identity and I can walk in that and mm-hmm. I can try to love people through that no matter what my circumstances are. So I think that 
I even understand people a little bit better because if you had spoken to me 14 years ago mm -hmm. before some of my harder things in life have happened, I think I wouldn't have been as understanding of people's lashing, you yeah. know, lashing out their defense mechanisms. So I think it's for, for purpose. And I don't think that, you know, people shouldn't mistreat people and people shouldn't do unkind things to people. So I'm not thankful that any anything rough like that happens at all. But yeah. we can take those things. We're not in control of others' actions. Mm -hmm. We can take those things and we can say, all right, what am I going to do from here? Yeah. And who can I understand from here? And I've had to do that several times, even in the past week. Yeah. Um, just saying, okay. And some in some relationships in my life on an ongoing basis, yeah. just saying, I'm not gonna really gonna try to not exist in a place of bitterness because that's yeah. not that's not in any way helping anybody. You know. Y yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, it's I mean, um, I've I've been going through a lot of boundary building. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> is it, is yeah. it hard? <laughs> It's, it's hard. hard it's hard. Me. It's hard. I'm a, I'm a mm. people pleaser. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I, I, it's not so much anymore. I think that the, the big part, the hard part is the, or maybe it was the easy part is, is, um, caring less what people thought of me. But mm. I think the, the new real challenge is not giving myself so much to people who don't care. Ah. Uh. Mm -hmm. right and um, I saw this post earlier today and I shared it again on, um, on social media but it's uh, it really captured that it's that um, I've, I've said it in other ways it's matching matching other people's effort mm -hmm. and that can be very difficult for me because I really I really want to give people the benefit of the doubt yeah. right and I have um, you know the people that I have been in my life I, I care about and you know, sometimes exes come back into my life and not looking for anything kind of romantic, but they know that I'm good for the emotional support. They mm -hmm. vent to me and stuff like that because I don't know, because I'll listen. Mm -hmm. um, but then that I don't mind so much doing that. I, I think the, the big problem for me is is that's just one of the things, uh, obviously, but um, especially in the situations is that I'm. It's allowing me a space to become resentful over the fact that, you know, maybe why wasn't I good enough then? But I'm all of a sudden I'm good for this now. Sure. And then um, with some friends as well is, is realizing that I'm 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 putting a lot in and not getting a lot out and not from a selfish standpoint, because, you know, I should be selfless and, and for my friends because I care about them. But after doing it for so long, you, you start realizing that, you know, like, wow, like I'm feeling really drained. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling really drained from doing this. And I'm not, you know, I'm I, I want to feel appreciated, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's it, in, to an extent is having that self-respect a little bit, yeah. respecting my own boundaries and being like, you know, I I I am worth this. Right. Yeah. And um, if I if I start letting people walk all over me and. Just, you know, being, being able to take advantage of that attention and that support that I do provide for my friends because I feel like I am a very given person and this is who I am. Then I'm in the end, I'm only going to be hurting myself. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know. It is a balance because yeah. um, I think there's sometimes that uh, I've had relationships in my life that I'm, I pour into and I pour into. Yeah. And that's my job. Yeah. And then, um, you know, in this last year of my life, those some of those relationships mm -hmm. um, and some just mutual relationships have just been pouring into me. Yeah. So I think there's really kind of a balance of 
just an awareness of, you know, is this person absorbing? Are they appreciating? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they're not, and you're still supposed to be there supporting them. But you just have to yeah. trust your intuition. I think yeah. just like, all right, I'm just going to trust my intuition on this, and maybe this person just needs me to be this way. Or there have been times that I've had to recognize I'm getting nowhere, and I'm giving my time. And, um, and I had one friend many, many years ago, and she would come over to my house, and, and I try not to, you know, do this thing where, you know, we all sit around and just talk about other people. Like, we're not going to do that. We're not mm-hmm. going to sit around and gossip. So she'd come to my house, and she'd gossip very frequently. Mm-hmm. And then she'd ask me a lot of advice, and I'd give her advice, and she, she'd never follow it. Mm. And then about, you know, a few months later, I saw this meme um, talking about that type of person is an asshole. An asshole. Hole. Oh. Because they ask for advice, but they never follow it. So they're constantly asking, but mm-hmm. they don't want to heed your advice. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's mm-hmm. an asshole. That makes sense. Which is a term. So no, sometimes no, you meet an asshole and you need to you need to recognize, okay, I'm giving, and I think that this might just be feeding them, like the feeding their mm-hmm. attention seeking. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah. people that feed off of the endorphins of drama and gossip and stuff like that. Oh and just trying to help her sift through over and over again and then saying, nope, you know what? That's, this is not, this mm-hmm. is not a thing mm-hmm. and moving past that drama and drawing that line and saying I think that you know what you're not really you're really absorbing and I don't know if I'm really helping you here or whatever but mm-hmm. it's hard to do that mm-hmm. um I was gonna ask have you have you taken the Enneagram the test the personality test oh you know you're the third person in like a week and a half this has me this well it's massively trending <laughs> I've, I've, I've taken it before I I, I forgot it was- it's, I mean, I heard about it a year ago mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to take it then. And then I finally took it recently and I was, I'm a, like a type two, mm-hmm. which is the, like, it's the, uh, what's it called? The helper. I think it's the helper mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pro- I'm not saying that right. Somebody go look up a type two, but, um, <laughs> I'm a type two mm-hmm. and it's described as being like the most like heart centered person of the the enneagram says so a lot of my like i can pick up um, pick up on where people are emotionally like generally before they even can like i can ask um you know what do you what do you like what's going on right now you seem off and they can't identify that they didn't even know or whatever but i'm i'm constantly reading people you're very empathic (laughs) yeah oh yes yeah that's the other thing that's why boundaries are hard for me too Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i was gonna say i think you should take that because i learned a lot about myself through that and recognizing that the two tends to give to others before themselves Mm. Uh uh-huh so i wonder if you're two and um and so they drain um because they give to others before themselves to their own detriment really so it's about recognizing self-care and then that's an important thing so you can continue to give and also another thing about twos is that they give and then um you can't really expect others to engage you at your level necessarily because not everybody is a two. Yeah. And so you're going to recognize, like you have to know this is who I am. Mm -hmm. I tend to be a bleeding heart Mm -hmm. and then not everybody gives at that level. So I am a a service minded person and that's just not something that might be reciprocated to me. And that's okay because I have to look for the strength in another person to recognize what they also bring to the table. It might not be Mm -hmm. what I perceive is, Mm -hmm. you know, the most caring or whatever but that's how they they care and they love so yeah and, i mean there's so many tests and i will take it i mean send me the link of course oh. um i know you're technically challenged what 
what? Technologically, sorry. Did you just give away that secret? Uh, no. I mean, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's pretty you, obvious. you said it last time, so it's okay. not much of a Good. secret. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many different ones, and I think there's there are so many different personalities, and I think, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it's... Um, I feel drained, you know, I'll, I do get drained and I do feel like a, a, there's times where a lot of people really see me as an extrovert mm -hmm. and maybe I am right. Maybe I don't, I don't, but I, I think the fact that I do get so drained, mm -hmm. um, has me wanting to just kind of, you know, just chill a lot of the time on my yeah. own and just really just recharge on my own. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it, again, all these things are all labels and we've discussed it at length last time. And it's very, they're just, you know, a bigger piece to the puzzle of every single individual, right? Mm -hmm. We're not just one way um, all the time. We're very complex. Uh, and, uh, you know, a, a big part of why I think it's important to really, you know, have these conversations is because we get to know each other and get to know our neighbors a little bit better. Maybe hear our story in other people's, you know, other, other people's lives. Yeah. I think you do that a lot as well. I mean, do you find yourself being kind of, do you find people that people come to you and, and, and say they can relate to, to a lot of what you're experiencing in your life? Yeah, I do get that pretty, pretty frequently. Um, I'm pretty vague. I mean, I'm vague, as vague as I can be mm -hmm. about what, you know, what's going on in my personal life because it's been a hard year. Details, um, yeah. Yeah, just details that, you know, that's, it's it's for me and it's um, for yeah. the people that I'm going through difficult time with. So yeah. I try to keep those things um, to a minimum amount of respect for everyone. And, but I do share the fact that I have human struggle. So, mm. because I think that when people have shared that with me, it has brought me a lot of power and understanding that you can come through the other side. Mm. And I think that struggle is there so you can grow and then you can help other people on the other side. So yeah. I think that's really important. Um, I do have people fairly regularly say, okay, I can identify with that. Or, uh -huh. um, you know, just like random person, you know, reach out to me and like, I feel like I can talk to you and I don't really know you, but I feel like I can talk to you. And so that's, it's always a good thing. And, um, and I'm, pragmatic to a fault where I kind of think, all right, what purpose does this solve? And is it for, um, is it for the purpose of like serving other people? Like, does it just serve me? Cause that is like, eh, I don't really <laughs> see that being a huge mm -hmm. benefit and it's not something that's going to keep me flowing. So if it serves of a, a few people, at least a handful of people, all right, then we're in business and we can keep moving along with this. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm learning though that I have to do things for me just hard so my therapist said what are you doing to take care of yourself and I was like oh mm. sometimes I take a bath <laughs> sometimes Simple. I put Epsom salts in my bath <laughs> um, so I'm just trying to start like with the okay. little things and like tonight I'm going to dinner with some girlfriends and oh, nice. you know so those things that are just recognizing mm -hmm. these are the days that I have to recharge yeah. and um, anyway so you you do have to take care of yourself. You're you can't you can't pour from an empty kettle. Right, exactly. So that's where like the the draining thing comes in, and just recognizing that you know you have to recharge and you have to have boundaries, and all of those things have to be in a healthy position. So it's you know I I hear about um a lot of people talk about how well oh adulting is a big word. It's a hot buzzword <laughs> um what it is to be an adult and you you supposedly have all these things in order 
And I'm curious as to when that really happens. I don't think it really does. Never. Uh, I, 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 so many people that I know really <laughs> don't work on themselves and aren't, you know, uh, empathetic. And it's, um, you know, I think it's a good thing that you're, you, you are who you are because it, you, you, sh- you lead by example, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a big admirer of you. <laughs> um, as far as the vintage stuff goes, how has that been going for you? I mean, I know that you you had personally been wanting to maybe go into uh, do other stuff, go back to school, maybe go into real estate at one point. How, yeah. you know, you came back to it, right? And I, I mentioned to you, like, I was really happy because it, I could see how happy it makes you. Yeah, it did. It, you know, it. Um, for a little while I took a break yeah. uh, I felt like I needed to focus my efforts elsewhere so actually I you know discontinued vintage for a period of time mm-hmm. and then I brought it back because it's actually been really a, a really spontaneous and inspiring source of um, human connection for me like I I didn't expect for it to develop friendships and um, like one of my best friends now is I met her because she won a giveaway on Vintage. Mm. And so I did step away for a little while, but I felt like in order to connect to who I am, I mean, I'm a thrifter and I mm-hmm. wanted to do something that, that felt like, like me yeah. and to remind me of who I am again. And so um, so I came back to it and I don't thrift as much as I used to. I struggle. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I thrift as much as I used to if not sometimes maybe even more I'm a little bit more picky about what I post though and sometimes I um I help people on the back end so if people are looking for pieces they'll message me and I'll help them on the back end so not everything makes the feed in terms of thrifting so it's (laughs) it's a bit of like a personal hodgepodge and the thrifting and all of that so I hope to get a little bit better about posting the thrifted goods yeah sometimes I'll put them on stories and sometimes I'll just message people if they're looking for something in particular um so I'm I'm happy to be back into that and I, I need to be a little bit more focused on like actually posting the thrifted finds a little bit better on there um but a lot of my attention has shifted from aloe um from vintage to aloe because aloe is is my business and so now mm-hmm. um with everything that's you know going on in my life i'm now i'm i'm feeding my three kids you mm-hmm. know so mm-hmm. this business of mine has switched from being a supplementary income to being my sole income and i'm still really um analyzing i've got a few you know i have opportunities to um to potentially experience you know, take aloe and, um, and make it something more at some point. But right now I'm just hustling (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I'm hustling because I have to pay the bills. And so I'm really thankful for it. Um, it's inconsistent, but, uh, I work hard and I'm moving furniture and I'm doing all those things all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a little bit, sometimes I wonder why I'm doing it because (laughs) I'm not a, big person I'm <laughs> you're I'm, pretty you're pretty tiny I'm, I'm so but I'm moving like giant hutches and huge couches and and dressers and so this is a lot of upper body strength yeah. you were you were a gymnast I was you're a gymnast so you have you maybe have that right is yeah. that yeah is that yes what what, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> you maybe have that um I'm yeah. sorry no yeah, no no not at insult. all yeah not no not at all I'm just teasing um I do I do and I used to tease that I would go to the gym and I'd work out because I like okay. to lift heavy furniture that's what I would tease mm-hmm. um I I like working out still I don't have as much opportunity as I used to which is fine mm-hmm. but um 
but I'm still just lifting the furniture all the time and doing yeah. that. And that's my job. Yeah. So, and then I'm finishing, refinishing pieces and it's kind of a grungy work really on my end of things. Mm-hmm. And then I get to take this really pretty picture of the piece that it's refurbished and put it up on the feed. Sure. So it's just a hustle. It's a hustle to, to, um, to source things and then oh. to get them to my house and to find someone to help me get them to my house, you know, these pieces and unload them and yeah. all of that. So it's, it's a thing, but, um, just taking it a day at a time and trying to figure out where to put my energy. And I like to put a little bit more energy back into vintage, but right now aloe is taking the front road cause it's providing for my family. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We discussed sometimes you need to make money and that's what you need to do. And it's, you know, yeah. it's, I think it's really great that you get to do what you enjoy and, and, I don't know how much you're making, you know, I'm not going to ask, but that you're making money from it and you're able to provide, you know, yeah. I think it's really, that's really neat. It's really entertaining. And I think that's awesome. And it's, it's, does it take up a lot of your time? I mean, how much of your day does it take up? Is it owning your own business? So is a lot of work. It's a ton of work. Yeah. So there's, there's a, uh, I'm trying right now to figure out parameters for it because mm when you're on Instagram and I'm selling on Instagram, Mm -hmm. people have inquiries at all hours of the day. So um, Mm. they'll text me an inquiry about a dresser that I have and what's the other dimensions and can I come see it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they've got inquiries at all times. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to put parameters on it of when I've got my kids, when my kids get out of school, that's their time. So I might have to take, hey hey guys, I'm gonna take 15 minutes, I'm gonna do this. So I try to work within those those spots of, of my kids being at school because prior to this year yeah. I was a homeschool mom so they well, were they, used they to public school they did and so I have been a homeschool mom my oldest is 13 yeah I've had eight years with her and and then with the others I've got a 10 and an eight and so um I really uh we we're going from them being with me 100% of the time mm-hmm. to adjusting to school and then adjusting to our new life you know ways yeah. and stuff so it's definitely a thing where I want when I'm with them yeah I'm I'm like man I want to absorb as much as I possibly can and when I have oh, yeah. to work I make sure if I'm doing a delivery it's you know on a Saturday when when they're not with me so uh-huh. it's I just work when excuse me I hit my mic <laughs> you just ruined the whole thing no it's, oh gosh I'm just gonna out myself um mm-hmm. nobody would have even known no. go back 10 seconds and listen to this podcast <laughs> literally don't worry um so uh so I'm just trying to work in those times as well mm-hmm. and um just put those parameters on it but I, I work a ton I do yeah I work a ton yeah. and it's uh, I, I mean I'm I'm model for Brindle because it's so much easier just to like I toss on these clothes and I take a picture and put it on the feed <laughs> and uh, then it is to hire someone to come to my house and mm, like yeah. I've, I've I've done styled shoots in the past and I sure. know what entails it's a, okay. it's usually a lot more than I've done styled shoots with um an, an event planner for the love events and um a, a little bit with floreography because I used to do event planning um, not event planning. I was assistant to event planner and then, uh, assistant to floriography, the florist for a period of time, you know, a couple years ago. So okay. I had done that as well. And I've done styled shoots with them. Yeah. And then we've had a few styled shoots at my house mm-hmm. and requires a really good makeup artist and a yeah. <laughs> good hair artist and all mm-hmm. of those things. So Brindle's a little bit more low key and it's just sure. one of those things where I have to toss on the clothes and do my thing, but that takes a chunk of time too. So yeah. I try to do those things when I am not, um, saturated in kid time because that's what I really want to. Mm-hmm. I just want to 
hug that time you know yeah kid, i mean your kids are important I, I i see i do see i get to see how how much you love your kids you just love, love these these, these little kids right they're so mm -hmm. they're pretty awesome they seem pretty cool they're i saw so did your uh did you, uh, your daughter just got taller than you right is that is that a thing how tall are you by the way i'm five two five this two. is not hard to do but she's <laughs> been waiting for this day for four oh, years like oh, i feel oh, like okay. for four years she would come up to me and and do the thing where kids kind of look up at you and they they stand up really straight and try to make any part of their body taller than you just kind of like yeah, mm -hmm. yeah and so yeah. she's been doing that for several years right. and this past year she saw herself gaining on me and several times a month she would want to level up and see where we were at yeah. i knew we were really close about two months ago we were we were neck and neck uh -huh. and then the other day my my we we're at my parents house and they said take off your shoes we've got a see and she's a good solid inch taller than me now wow so she has tall jeans on both sides of the family good. so you just you were the little one and yeah i have a brother <laughs> that's six almost six five and another one wow. that's six two my sister is five eight i think five seven five oh eight. wow they are they are a lot taller what, I, what happened i'm here? adopted what? No. nobody told me no i know get out of here yeah so i somehow i got these jeans and all my siblings are blondish and i'm brunette like what happened it's uh, it came out of nowhere yeah <laughs> are you and your siblings all very very similar or are you all different uh i think we're very different i mean we're different um personality wise i think i kind of identify with my my older brother a little bit okay. and then my um my oldest brother and then my other older brother and my little sister i think personality wise can kind of be a little bit more similar mm -hmm. um but looks wise people tell me that my sister and i look alike okay. um okay. i i see it sure our coloring's a little different but i see it and like she had a friend that saw me at the gym and said i saw your sister at the gym i'm like how did he i've never even met your friend yeah, who was he yeah. but he knew that i was you could just like, yeah. so you could just tell. I mean, yeah. it's similar enough to where you, they're like, okay, that's yeah. their sibling. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And so, how there's four of you. How far apart are you guys? My oldest brother is nine years older than me. And oh then, wow. Yeah, my parents spaced us out. It's crazy. And then my other brother is six years older than me, and my little sister is six years younger than me. So. What? What? I mean, was that on purpose <laughs> or? <laughs> just my like parents, every six years. My parents lovingly say you were all accidents, <laughs> but they, they happy accidents, happy accidents, because my dad, you know, my dad would kind of say that my mom would say, don't say that we did. She never wanted us to feel like we weren't wanted, sure, you know, of course. which we never have ever felt like any yeah. of us kids have never felt not wanted. But my mom has always been very cautious about the words that we put out there. And so, um, happy accidents. Yes. That's good. So it just happened. My little sister, I think his, they were done raising kids yeah, and, yeah. um, and and they didn't want a girl so when they had me my mom didn't want a girl because she had two boys and she knew how to be a boy mom and then when oh. she had me she was a little nervous about it um and apparently i was the first girl on my dad's side of the family in like 27 years or something crazy Whoa. so it was i have a lot of really overly frilly dresses <laughs> in my um keepsakes box and they stuff. were waiting to just oh, pounce on they this. put I mean, like, lots of bonnets on me dress her I up I have an embarrassing collage of like baby pictures so um <laughs> so they're just kind of waiting and and then after they had me they're kind of like okay i think we're done and then and then my sister was the last accident so i think that one was maybe a little harder to wrap their minds around but she's you know she's great she's amazing yeah how old are your parents um i think my dad turned 60 this last year okay and my mom is 58 i think she's two years younger than him 
So, okay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, it's all. I mean, I'm sure they had the the kids into into their thirties, and your your mm-hmm. sister probably. I think my mom was uh, thirty three. Okay. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta have them young. Then. <laughs> I I mean I, I I think I talked about this last time. I had my kids young, and I'm really grateful. Can um, I ask how old you were when you had your daughter? I was twenty. Twenty. She was she was actually born right after my uh, so right before. 30 minutes before my 20th birthday. So it was, I mean, I was 20. Oh, really? You're a day apart? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. 30 minutes apart. So, um, <laughs> so I had her when I was 20 and then, um, and then Asher was 23 uh-huh. and then Canon 25, I believe. Yeah. 24, 25. So, um, but then of course later on, I wound up having stage four endometriosis and got a hysterectomy. So yeah. I think that it was really a powerful thing that I, hmm, that it did happen early happened that way. And yeah. I, you know, it just life, life does what we need. I think a lot of the time, Yeah. even if it's not, if we've, we we do not necessarily think what that's we, what we need. Yeah. What we want. It's what we need. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I see, I see, I have my kids and I, I can't, I can't imagine my life, you know, it's the, their mother and I, we get along pretty well. Good. You know, and it's um, it's great. It, it's after seven years of work, mm-hmm. right? We're like we're on like good good terms, and it's great. And she she recently just had another baby, and oh, her okay. and fiance are very happy, and all that stuff, right? And I, you know, I I hang out with them sometimes, yeah. <laughs> and it's gotten to be a really good place, right? That's like great. I said, it's 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 taken time and work, and we focus on the kids, and that's the most important thing. Um, so the, the as, as far as the relationship part went, you know, it wasn't the most ideal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't regret it at all because it gave me Noah and Addison, mm-hmm. and my my little ones are the the they are like my best friends, right? And uh, I mean Addison just had her birthday two days ago. She just turned seven, and uh, I she's it's hard not to get worked up about it, right? Because I just love that little girl so much. Yeah, and she's just amazing. And she, she's my eating buddy. She's my biggest critic. She tells me how to do things <laughs> and how to not do things. And, and I'm just like, yes, ma'am. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty awesome. And it, it, being a parent, you know, being a parent young, it, it hasn't been easy. Yeah. It hasn't been easy because I haven't been, you know, that I, I was in school for a big portion of their lives so far. So being a graduate student, it's not making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's well, it wasn't. You know, I'm I'm in a different position now, where I'm I'm in a, on the opposite side. So I'm doing very well for myself now, and it's very nice because I can treat them out. Mm-hmm. But it was it was one of those things where it, I wasn't. Sh- it was there was times where I'm like, man, I'm like, how am I going to pay rent? You know, because first things first, they need to eat, mm-hmm. and there was very difficult times. And you know, in my twenties, as you understand, I really didn't know who I was at all and i don't know if you went through a similar experience but you know i i wasn't very i didn't think i was going through like a crisis all the time but mm-hmm. I, there was um there was a lack of just kind of like oh i need to figure out my own identity a little bit more and you know making some mistakes and doing different things and figuring out you know through trial and error and luckily you know i was i i put my children first throughout all of that i yeah. feel and uh, but I, I, what I do love on the on the good end is that I've I've been able to just have so much energy for them, mm-hmm. and that I've been able to uh, have these really relatable conversations with them and take them on trips and do yeah. all this really neat stuff. And it's 
there's there's this give and take of like you, you wait till later and, and you know you maybe don't have as much energy or you do it earlier and you're not have, gonna have as much money but you're gonna be able to enjoy it right so i think there's yeah. your trade-off for sure um and what's been the most difficult part of being a parent for you so i i think i talked about this last time too i i'm like an old soul mm-hmm. i never went through like the early like i never went through the teenage rebellion i never was like let's go out and party i never missed those days in fact yeah. i was having dinner with some friends from high school um like a year and a half ago and they were talking about some of the crazy things they did in college <laughs> and i was sitting there and i hadn't seen any of these girls in 10 years yeah and i was sitting there and I was getting stressed for them because <laughs> they were like, we went down to Wattas and we were doing this and da da da. And <laughs> I was, I was, I was picturing myself at that time, the year they were speaking of, yeah. I was at home nursing my baby. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, being a parent in and of itself has got its hard things because sure. there are daily challenges. There's oh, daily, oh. daily challenges of patience, <laughs> of you took that from your brother for the fifth time, so go to timeout for the fifth time. Like, can you not understand? Yeah, that? no. So there, I mean, there's, and then there's, the the real issue is consistency because. Yeah. Are you gonna do? Are you gonna back it up? Oh, I told you, you're gonna lose your sweet treat for the day if you do that. So you have to, you know. Remain consistent. You have to remain consistent. You have mm-hmm. to stay true to your words. I think mm-hmm. that's like the biggest challenge about being a parent is. Yeah. It's. And it's hard because you just want them to have a good day. So when they right. ruin their good day, you're like, no, now I have to take away the sweet treat because I said I would. So I think that's yeah. the hardest thing. But I loved it. And people, you know, these you know, these days, some of my friends are just now having babies. Yeah. People do that. This is starting to happen. Yeah. That's fairly normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And so um, I, I when they're like, normal, I yeah, exactly. Well, what exactly. Yeah. It's I feel like sometimes having children older is kind of, trending i would say more than normal That's a good word. um and mm-hmm. so uh i you know someone recently was complaining to me about waking up in the middle of the night and is the baby sleeping through the night and <laughs> i was like man i went through the entire gilmore girls series for the first time <laughs> nursing asher in the middle sure, of the night sure. um or you know maybe it was canon because asher was a pretty decent sleeper he he was a sleeper from two months on and he slept oh. from 6.30 in the evening until 6.30 in the morning. That kid was Get out of here. Good he's Get still a what? good sleeper. You can come in his room and look yeah. for something and have to you know, turn on a light. That kid will sleep through it. Yeah. Addison was the same. Yeah. It's such a gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, Cannon, still, sometimes he still struggles, but he's gotten a lot better. He did not sleep through the night until a year ago. <laughs> so that was the How one kiddo. I mean, he's eight, so he would come and get in bed. He'd come sure. over to my side of the bed and crawl in and cuddle up, you know, uh, yeah. every other night. And um, yeah. and I think I was pretty consistent about putting the older two, you know, cuddle for a little bit. You have a bad dream. We'll cuddle and I'll go back with go you back to your bed, to bed, whatever. And, you know, that's the thing you do uh-huh. uh, sometimes <laughs> when you... But something about him, I'm like, this is my last kid. So I, I kind of <laughs> held on to it a little bit tighter. And also, you know, by the third one, you're like, all right, if you're going to sleep next to me and it'll actually get us both a little bit of sleep, then we'll do that too. Yeah. So there was little kind of compromises and stuff, but he's just, he, he never liked sleep. From the moment go, he never liked sleep. So he would mm, wake up and I'd nurse it. him several times a night and um, Gilmore Girls... Yeah. My friend let me Dawson's Creek, which I had never seen. All I the old, like, kind of 90s things. Yeah. I've never 
never seen that. They're classics. Um, I went through those series doing that. So I kind of just loved the weird... I like weird that they loaned it to you on DVD. DVD. I know. Even that... Such so, an old... It's not even that old. I mean, I hate to say it. I remember when the DVDs came out and my dad was like, oh, those things will never take off. <laughs> and now they're not even a thing anymore. Because they did take off, but like it's because everyone's streaming things. Everyone's streaming. And it makes me a little sad. So mm. I'm torn between... You don't own things anymore. Right. Yeah, you rent everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so... And everything is on tablets. And oh. in like I... I made a big deal. So yeah. I'm a minimalist for the most part. Hmm. I have, um, you know, keepsakes mm-hmm. for my kids and some keepsakes of my own. And then my home is pretty minimalistic yeah. aside from plants. We know that I'm oh. a plant hoarder. We talked about it. Um, um, I have lots of plants. That's right. the one thing I don't do in, in minimalism. Um, <laughs> so pretty much a minimalist, but I think there's a very powerful thing to hold a book that your mom held like when you know like my grandma passed away and my mom has you know something tangible besides mm-hmm. a tablet yeah you know besides oh audible you know yeah whatever there's a tangible thing and i made this big stink i, I bought myself a new bible and i was making a big stink and and um and uh jesse had said to me well, just get yourself you just that app, you know, and, and just use the app because you can mm-hmm. just do all this stuff and highlight and all that. And I was like, no, I, I went through and I researched all the ones I like the best because this is what I'm going to hold and this is what I'm going to read. And then mm. my kids will have it when I'm when I'm gone someday. Yeah. Mom re- wrote in this. She scribbled in it. She dog-eared it. She highlighted it. Yeah. This was hers and it was tangible. So yeah. I'm, st- I'm torn between loving the minimalism and having those some of those tangible things. So. I, I recently, uh, and you know, I, I, well, I have a lot of opinions about a lot of stuff, but I know there are opinions and anyways, um, these guys were talking this documentary on minimalism on Netflix. I'm not sure if you watched it, but they discuss how, if it brings value to you, mm-hmm. then that's all that matters. Right. Yeah. And, um, I recently had a friend tell me, you know, she's like, Oh, you, you actually buy Blu-rays and DVDs. And I said, you know, I studied film and I like, I like the idea of like having, I've always mm-hmm. thought of like I'm, I want to have a library, not just of music, but of, not just of books, but of music and 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 film and how, however format that is, right? And I just like the idea of these tangibles. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, you know, I have my vinyl records. Um, I mean, I don't have a CD player anymore, mm-hmm. right? So I have a vinyl records. I do have these these movies, and whenever I can, I do have. Um, I try to buy the book, and she she mentioned that it was wasteful. She, she didn't like it because it was wasteful, and I took it as an insult. But at the end of the day, um, it I I, I I vibe with you in the in the sense that I I like the the relationship I'm building with it. It feels more real to me, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's something that I can share, physically share. I can earmark. It's um, yeah, I, I not only remember the story, but I remember the experience of carrying this book around, like the book I'm reading in the other room, American Gods. It's a it's a bigger book. It's it's pretty long. And um, the book itself, like I carry it around to work. I take it with me to work every you have day. have to hold it with two hands. Yeah. Like a sandwich because it's so big. It's big. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big one, right? And I carry it around and I put it under my arm if I'm carrying things and I take it with me to lunch. And if I get, sometimes I don't even get to read it, but I still carry it with me. It's like it, it's getting warm from how much I carry it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I'm, I remember that, right? I remember I read Don Quixote for a graduate class and uh, I, I was going through a difficult time reading that book um, with my, in my life. 
and it was my escape from reality the irony is that that book is about reality and fantasy mm-hmm. and uh, it was it, carrying that big big book that heavy book around there was days where i just would, like this thing was breaking my back carrying it around in my bag right in my satchel or whatever and but at, when i finished it i just felt so good and i i kept it and it's it's a uh, i'm every time i see it now you know, I'm not just recalling the story. I see it and it's there and I can go back and it's like visiting an old friend. Yeah. It's I'm visiting my old friend. You know, yeah. I, I got a tattoo of like Don Quixote on my arm. Nice. Right. Because it's it's a Picasso uh, drawing a scribble because it, it, it just had such an impact, impact on me. Yeah. So I, I totally get what you mean about having these um, this kind of I this tear w- within you. Right. This this wanting to be a minimalist. But at the same time having this attachment to these things that bring so much value to your life yeah and i think there's just a we leave pieces of ourselves so um mm. i was listening to this podcast the other day and they're talking about uh i guess i can't remember exactly the story but basically a site was being excavated and they found um the memoirs and mm-hmm. a few things they actually mm-hmm. found some rats nests in the walls and um and apparently this is kind of gross but <laughs> it's it's rats nests are a treasure for you know architects or no not archaeologists oh yeah the other archie word (laughs) um and so uh because they gather and then they urinate on this stuff and it preserves it that the urine is a preservative so they urinate on papers and other various things and it preserves the stack so when they find a rat's nest it's a really powerful thing and they just got all excited and then they can kind of like understand what these people were doing the things they wrote the things they were going through and it's it's just a very powerful thing. And I wow. think we're, we're touching an item. We're touching like a, 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 you know, an item that we're leaving pieces of ourselves. Like literally we're leaving like whatever, skin cells, oils, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. We're touching these things. Yeah. Whereas tablets, you're just going to grab that thing, wipe it off with a Clorox wipe and, and toss it away. There's just yeah. something I think more powerful to connect with it. Mm-hmm. And then the next person connects with it. And I think that's my, like honestly, I think that's my draw to the vintage stuff and to the the furniture stuff is because one of the things i love is where has this table been how many dinners have been served at this table Mm -hmm. and i kind of like stuff with character because it means it had a life so i don't fix there are a lot of mid-century dealers in town and they do beautiful restoration work and i do good restoration work in some pieces i i call out to be restored because i don't trust myself with that Broy Hill dresser. Yeah. And so I'm good, but I'm not that good. And I want that piece to be restored to this pristine condition. Sure. So I kind of, I like pieces with character because that piece had a life and mm-hmm. it saw every day, you know, a kid going to the drawer of that dresser and pulling out their socks every single day. Yeah. These things lived with people that had experiences with them. So it's it's almost like a ridiculous connection that I have to some of them, but I'd love to picture that. And I have this big vanity in my um, in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. I I had never had a, van- a vanity before, and I wasn't a, didn't consider myself a quote unquote vanity girl um, <laughs> because I had had a big enough bathroom prior to this house, oh, okay. and I could put all my stuff and my hair dryers and everything in the bathroom. Well, now I have a vanity because our bathroom's tiny, yeah. and so um, I got the vanity yeah. and I just I, I met the lady I, that had it for 60 years sure. I made a, a pretty tremendous connection with this lady and she awesome. was adorable and she mm-hmm. was soon moving to a an assisted living home in Albuquerque I got it in Las Lunas okay. and I was like I'm gonna look you up yeah I just want to know you and she was like take good care of it because I sat at that and I got ready for date nights and I got ready for it. and it was mm. just 
So this vanity right. that I have, it it was it was this woman's every day looking in the mirror and a go to, and it yeah. it was just such a cool thing. So yeah. I love that, and I love if there's a story if I can actually know where it came from. Yeah, I love it. I really love it. Sure. I just got this table that um, the guy told me when I got it. He said, take good care of it because we are of this certain faith and um, and a lot of really powerful religious leaders have met around this table mm. and had some really intense meetings. And I'm like, okay. Cool. Uh, so That's awesome. I love that. And I do love the history and I do believe that there's an energy to things and a bunch of neat stuff like that. You know, I think it's very important to to be in touch with our history and understand, yeah, that these things have, have a past, not just, you know, I'm very much about not just the things in our possession, but also the, um, our towns, yeah. our streets, yeah. like how many people have walked this path? Um, and uh, you know, we don't, we don't even realize. And I, I love history for that reason alone. And that's awesome. That's really cool that you take a look at that and you have that connection with these things because of that. And you like thinking about that story. Maybe you should try to block it. <laughs> this this piece had this history, you know? Yeah, I know. So um, my website that my friend started yeah. uh, does have a blog section. I haven't... I, mm. You mentioned I'm not technologically savvy, so... I'm, I'm I, just kidding. I'm sure you I are. I have not. No, I'm not. Okay. Don't tell my kids. Okay. I have to ask other people for help with um, some some things, you okay. know, and because <laughs> my kids can often figure things out before I can these days. Yeah. So I have to stay up and, you know, yeah. you have yeah. to keep on top of those things. But yeah. so yeah. I'm not. But I am um, <laughs> I am looking at doing some of the blogging and that would be a good thing to blog about. Yeah. I do tend to give my pieces names, though. Like, oh. yeah. Okay. Like a, a beautiful, you know, leather sofa. Mm -hmm. um, it's a Chesterfield and looks like it belongs in a cigar lounge. So I named it Humphrey Bogart. And, you know, things like that where yeah. my pieces have names or theme songs. <laughs> I'll put up I'll put up a video of a, of a really pretty piece and then I'll put it up with a song. And that's that piece's theme song. Okay. It's, I take it take it too far. I know that. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think you do. I think that's nothing that's slightly you, amusing, I guess. I think that makes you um, uh, not a hipster, as we called it last <laughs> time. It makes you very unique and individual. It makes you you. Yeah. And I think that's... Uh, I'm glad that you are you and that you came on this podcast and it's, I mean, you kind of brought it full circle, bringing it back to, to vintage stuff and antiques, you know, you're, you're, I, it was I, an I accident, to, man. Nah, I, I, you it told just me came. you're a great conversation. <laughs> you should, maybe you should have a podcasting section. Never, but I will come back again. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to post those on here. Uh, those on there anyway. Um, thank you again for coming on again. Yeah. You're welcome anytime. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm.